Hey, you remember when I said I couldn't find any interview Howard gave for the low shot film on its ending? Before his death in 1991, Howard gave no interviews that I've been able to find surrounding the low shot film, much less its ending. Yeah, that. Well, after scripting for the season was finished, I was doing what I always do before an episode release and gathering all my sources. In a Google search to find one of them, I stumbled across something interesting. A resource that cited an interview with Howard Ashman and Alan Menken, taking place on March 3rd, 1988 at the 92nd Street Y. Unfortunately, I can't find the interview itself, so I can only rely on my source, Chapter 9 of the Oxford Handbook of Musical Theater Screen Adaptations, Little Shop of Horrors, Breaking the Rules All the Way to the Big, Enormous 12-Inch Screen, by Jonas Westover of the University of Minnesota. Paraphrased here, on page 222, Westover cites Howard's thoughts on the original ending, as stated in the interview. I'm unhappy with the last third of the film, but I understand why it had to be changed. Frank would tell you there's a big difference between theater and film, and that people were empathizing much more with the characters, and that's basically part of the genre. Westover then notes Howard's further thoughts on the process of adapting a Sage musical to film. Making a film out of a musical is an exercise in stupid. Howard had earlier explained his thoughts on the live-action film musical during his April 28, 1987 lecture to the production staff of The Little Mermaid. I do think that animation might be one of the last places where we'll continue to buy the use of music substantially in a narrative format. It's interesting on Little Shop. The cards, when they first did their sneak peeks, uh, their, their, their market research, the cards from the 12 to 15-year-old kids who are basically who they wanted to hear from, actually 10 to, 10 to 12-year-old kids. Basically, a lot of those cards were going, well, it's good, but what's with all the singing? Why are they singing all the time? It was a big, big problem with music in the film. M music in a live-action film. The only truth I know about it is it usually doesn't work. Original musicals for film, that is, musicals that try to use narrative songs as opposed to the other two kinds, set piece and background, films that try to do that have a real tough time. Unless they're pre-sold Broadway properties that already have some sort of interest that we've already collectively entered into. We want to see South Pacific, but I suspect if South Pacific had been something just brand new that people walked into and there are these World War II sailors singing, there's nothing like a dame, even in 1960, people would have sort of laughed. Westover, however, continued his note, writing, This did not mean that Ashman disliked the film musical genre. Oz states that movie musicals were some of Ashman's favorite films but that the process of adaptation involved many more people making choices that affected the final product rather than the small group of creators involved in stage works. As stated earlier, I don't have access to the Ashman Megan interview itself, but I'll try and see if I can get any more info or access, and if I do, an update will follow. I would also like to mention Westover's claim on page 223, quote, The documents of the Library of Congress further prove that a sequel was indeed considered but did not materialize. Well, it looks like I'm not quite done with Little Shop yet. And special thanks to Davis from Jacks of Trades for the last minute reads. Follow Jacks of Trades on Twitter at Jacks Trades Pod.